On today's Good Word, we're talking about competitive sports and the way God organizes His church. I think the phrase, a level playing field, makes sort of a funny image. I mean, can you imagine a soccer game played on a steep hill where the ball is constantly rolling into one team's goal or out of bounds completely, no matter how hard the players try to kick it up the field? Playing any sort of game on an uneven area would be automatically unfair to at least one of the teams, if not both. Fairness and equality seem like a reasonable basic starting place for sporting events, and actually, even beyond sports. We all want to be treated fairly, and hopefully we want to treat others fairly in return. But to do so in work, in school, in all respects of life, takes a conscious effort. After Jesus' resurrection, he left the church in the charge of the apostles, and the early saints had to learn what it meant to be a part of his church. What were the responsibilities of a member of the church? What was the role of the leaders? Paul famously described the church as the body of Christ, with each member of the body holding a different purpose and function, and yet all essential to the whole. Here's how he describes the body of Christ supporting one another in their worship. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also ye are called in one body, and be ye thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. One responsibility of any member of the church is to teach and support each other in any gathering, whether by scripture or song or teaching, to express the word of God. Teachers are supposed to teach, leaders have the responsibility to lead, but a congregation of believers is necessarily communal and interdependent. An imbalance of power can easily seep into any group structure, but it's clear that this is not the Lord's way. Jesus himself set the example of serving his people, even though he is the greatest and the head of the church. In another example in the Book of Mormon, a group of power-hungry men were seeking followers to inflate their prideful egos But the people of God remembered where the authority to organize and teach comes from. One person may be called of God to teach and serve his children, but that did not mean he was any more valued in the Lord's eyes than those they served. The routine structure of worship, as described in Alma chapter 1, didn't allow for inequality among the saints. And when the priests left their labor to impart the word of God unto the people, the people also left their labors to hear the word of God. And when the priest had imparted unto them the word of God, they all returned again diligently unto their labors. And the priest, not esteeming himself above his hearers, for the preacher was no better than the hearer, neither was the teacher any better than the learner. And thus they were all equal, and all did labor every man according to his strength. The fact is, we don't need to be identical in order to be equal. And all who follow Jesus Christ are given equal opportunity to make good on their commitment. When we're following in His footsteps, we're not just on a level playing field, but rather the odds are stacked in our favor and in everyone else's favor as well. And that's the good word.